everybody welcome back to another episode with your b mose isi aka l you guys already know who i am it's a bames life podcast and today i have got a wonderful wonderful guest with me it is the fabulous beautiful rush (laughs) tell the people what you do my darling hey guys so I am and we're just a platform that is just here for you guys really. It's just um, a place where you can look on our stories and most likely you'll find someone that looks like you and we try and just post motivational posts and just forward it on to you guys with a motivational message attached to it most days and yeah we're just we're just here for, well, originally we said we were here for the Kirby community, but we've said that, you know what, let's just be here for everybody. Let's not exactly. be like everyone else. Let's actually be inclusive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We won't but tell the people is. where we met. We'll let them take that guess. Pardon? I so said we won't tell the people where we met. We'll let them guess. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> if you guys already know what I'm like, you'll guess straight away where we met. Because I'm a hoe. <laughs> so, this episode, we're going to be giving Rush um, some LGBTQ lessons, I think. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for this. She's a wonderful ally. What'd you say? I said I'm already an ally, but I always want to learn more. I always want to be just understanding, you know? Exactly. So tell us, what do you want to know? What What would you like to know first? More on pronouns. And, okay. Um, more across the spectrum. Because, I mean, we hear a lot of lesbian, we hear gay, but, and trans, but we don't really hear the rest of, like, non-binary. Um, yeah, uh, basically, I've only learned more. I know I'm Muslim, <laughs> but it's always nice to actually hear it from someone who's actually within the community. Exactly. So, I mean, you've got your lesbian, you've got your bisexual, your gay, your transgender, and then you get to asexual. Uh-huh. Asexual people, what's the best way to describe them? They basically don't have sexual attraction to people, but they can still be in a romantic relationship. Okay. I know that's not me and you, don't worry. I mean, so basically they're more or less, I guess, um, where like they said they don't have any sort of sex. Yeah. 
Okay. No masturbation. Well, I don't actually know if they don't masturbate because I've never actually spoken to somebody who is outly asexual completely. Well, actually, in saying that, my ex-partner used to think she was asexual when we first met. Oh. Because she had no sexual desire. I, I, I mean, everyone is different. I don't know if that's me. That's not me. <laughs> I will get a little, um, a little, you know, <laughs> binge in the minge, like the fuck. <laughs> it's that's not me either, and it also wasn't her either, guys. We did actually end up having a good bit of sex throughout our relationship. She soon realized she was not asexual. <laughs> <laughs> But then you have like pansexual, which is me, where we don't see gender. Mm-hmm. So we just like we just go with the vibes, isn't it? Say so if you're trans, you're mm-hmm. um you're bisexual, you're gay, whatever you are, if me and you are vibing, then the likelihood is I'll probably pull my pants down for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I get that though. Mm-hmm. I get that. So basically, you're just seeing people for who they just are, like not for what they are, just who they are. As exactly. As a person. Yeah, we just look at the person as a whole rather than be gender specific. Okay. And non-binary isn't actually a sexuality. It would be more so. It falls into gender. Now you see, this is why I needed my lessons. You see. <laughs> So a non-binary person is somebody who uses the pronouns they, them most of the time because Uh they don't actually see themselves as male or female. Okay. And then you have people who are like non-gender conforming, which is me. So I use the pronouns they, them, but I also use the pronoun she, her, which is my birth pronouns, basically. That's what I was assigned at birth. I was assigned female. But I don't, um, I don't believe in conforming to gender because I can be whoever I want to be. It's not really gender. I just don't see gender as a thing. I think there's too many genders that we don't know about to be just putting ourselves into a box of male and female. I hear that. And then you've got intersex people who are normally born with both genitalia. Uh So they've got both male and female genitalia. Mm -hmm. Um, So they come into that as well, because then people don't really know what to do there. And some people keep both genitalia. Some will decide to get rid of one surgically. Sometimes Mm -hmm. parents will make a decision at birth. Okay. And then decide that actually we want a female, so that gets taken. But hormones can always kick in at any time. But then what if the family decide that they want their child to live as a female? But then what if the hormones that they produce is more like a guy, like a man? And what if they want to be a guy? Like, Well, there you go, which is why like people argue that you shouldn't actually do that you shouldn't um choose for somebody what they're gonna have because a lot of time I actually watched a documentary 
mm-hmm. maybe about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, this, she presented as a female and was like, you know, she wants to transition. Things were not really, she was like, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, it wasn't one of those things that, oh, every vagina is different. She was like, this is too different to even think like that. And eventually she pressed her parents for more information and found that she was born intersex and they had the male genitalia cut off because they wanted a girl. And she was um, she was hurt by it. She was like, I would have rather have just grown up with the two and then decided myself mm. rather than somebody else making a decision for me you have people that go through so many operations to try and like you know be what they want to be in the end and it's like if you just left them it would have been calm they would have just decided when they were old enough and said this is actually what I want but you know this is where our parents can sometimes get it wrong Mm. So that's sex. I'm trying to think of all the other letters because there's so many letters in the um in the um LGBTQ alphabet. And so I'm learning more and more. <clears throat> I'm learning. Even us within the community, we're always learning. We're always like learning when you meet other people. I think the one good thing about being in the queer community, because that's one of the other letters, the Q, is that you kind of naturally have an open mind. So when you meet people, I will ask, how would you like me to call you? What are your preferred pronouns? And even though I might see them fully presenting as a woman, I'm not going to assume that they want to use female pronouns yeah. where people who are not in that community kind of just assume by looking at you the amount of times I've been on the bus and somebody has said excuse me sir can I sit next to you this was obviously pre-corona because ain't nobody sitting next to me unless we go on together <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not too like bothered about people calling me sir all the time but sometimes I will be like, I'm I'm clearly dressed feminine. Like you could just say, excuse me, because I sit next to you. You don't have to like bring my gender into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just having that mindset of we don't have to use gender for everything. You could just say, excuse me. Like if you're standing right next to the seat, I'm obviously gonna be aware that you're talking to me. Mm. Sometimes I've corrected people, other times I don't. I'm just like, yeah, sure, whatever, because I'm not really that bothered. Mm-hmm. But, like, at work, they try to call me by, like, my full name, and I'm like, I'd rather you didn't because that conforms me to a specific gender. Just yeah. call me L because L is very fluid. Mm-mm-mm. I remember you were saying earlier, yeah, and I feel that, and it makes sense. Like, I think we're in a world where everyone is different, and you know, it's not like how it used to be, where everything was kind of black and white, and people were suppressing things. Like, exactly, we're in a world, you know, where you can express 
who you want to be and who you feel most comfortable with. And I think if people aren't willing to learn and understand that, then we're just, I don't know for them, but they don't even matter. Exactly. They don't even matter. If you're going to be ignorant to things, then I think that you're stupid. And also, I also think about the future. Now, I personally want to have children. What if one of my children does want to be a part of the LGBT plus community? Yeah. Like, I want to be able to be like, okay, I have an understanding, be able to somewhat guide them, you know, and still be there. Okay, I won't understand everything because I guess I'm not living in the life, but I want to be able to, you know, be there and understand them more. So... Yeah, I think this is definitely things that people need to do. Stop yeah, exactly. And it's, and you know, it's funny you say that because if we go back to pre-colonial times, let's bring it back to, you know, Black Lives Matter. We did uh-huh. not have gender in in Africa. Say that again? We didn't have gender in Africa pre-colonial col- times. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, people were queer. And actually, people became, I'm trying to think of the country. It might have been, somebody who's listening to this can correct me, because I'm going to say it's Burundi, but I think it's another country where the Mm -hmm. actual um, last king, before they were colonised, was Mm -hmm. a gay man. He, Ah. He fully gay. Like, he had men in his court. Those were the people he slept with. Like, they knew he was gay. They didn't have a word for it, but they knew he was gay. And he was the king. And he was the last known king before we were colonized by the West and brought the Bible. And then the Bible was said, you know, man, it's man and woman. You can't be with a man, blah, blah, blah. But the, the Bible was interpreted by men who didn't want to be with men. But <laughs> if we're really going to get into the Bible, because you know what? I, I'm, you know, I'm spiritual slash a little bit religious. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very much aware that it's a very much higher being above us. Yes. But I'm not. I don't believe the pictures that they keep painting to me of what Jesus be looking like personally. <laughs> I mean, I know Jesus wasn't the person that they be putting in those pictures. I know that he had melanin, but you know. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> exactly. But like, I don't know. I just feel like, I didn't, one, I didn't know anything about that. I'm just very much like, wow. But with religion anyway, I'm not going to lie. You've got people like the popes, popes in different countries that are molesting children. Exactly. Where in the Bible is that saying that? Exactly. It's not being said. So <laughs> there's just corruptness in all over the gaff, to be honest. So, you know, sometimes I believe that the Bible was written, and you can read the Bible in many different versions, and you read the same chapter, and all of a sudden you start to realize people are just. Um, interpreting it which way they want to if anybody's hearing somebody in the background it is Clara just having a good time with herself 
<laughs> she's like moving some drying rack. She's got headphones on and she's just having a, a blast with herself, to be honest. <laughs> so to anybody who hears some random mutterings in the background, that's Clara just having a good time. It's the first time we've met. We just decided to book an Airbnb and chill out for the weekend in London. And yeah, she's really just having herself a good time. Well, so be it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I won't go too deep into the Bible because I'll be doing a whole program on that for October in um, with my organization called Black Community Rising. So we'll be doing a whole talk on black queerness and actually what happened pre-colonial and after colonial times where I will come with the facts and figures. Um, I know the country begins with a B. I'm not 100% sure is um, Burundi, but if anybody listening knows, give me a, um, a message so I can put out the correct person and I've forgotten the king's name but he was known as in like his court was filled with men and that's who he separate and actually you know back then people who embodied both masculinity and femininity rose to power because it was seen as like being able to see it from everybody's perspective kind of yeah 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 just one side so now all of a sudden we're being told this is unnatural. It's not unnatural. It's completely natural. But it is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, but you were telling me earlier that you think you might be uh, bi-curious. I wouldn't say I'm cu- bi-curious because I feel like the way that um, the terms and conditions is not right, <laughs> like, what terms and conditions? Because I'm not okay. So with me, it would mainly be like head, and then even then, the way that I just see that it is just a mouth. So <laughs> that it wouldn't matter. But then I don't know if like I actually I don't I don't feel like I have that attraction. Girls, I I can fully say that a girl is pretty and she's beautiful, and I have no problem with that. But I don't know if it's to that extent. That's what I mean. But I won't I won't say no to trying because you why not the fuck why not? But um... there's a lot of people who are like that who probably in their normal life wouldn't think that they would ever end up with a girl. And it might just be that you find one person that you actually just click with in that way. No, it's true. Um, Rather than like, you know, so I, I tell people that sexuality is a journey and over time, you, it's not even that you're changing from one to the other, it's that you're discovering who you are and what you really like. Like, I really only discovered that I was pansexual <laughs> maybe a year ago before that I would have always said that so when I first was younger I I knew I liked girls I didn't think I liked boys at all Mm -hmm. so I called myself a lesbian 
then fast forward into like my late teens and I'd had boyfriends because that was the thing to do like you know I wasn't out so you're meant to have boyfriends when you're younger so I was having boyfriends I didn't like any of them and I thought it was because I'm purely lesbian it actually just turns out they were all just dickheads to be honest and I just didn't like them and exactly and then um yeah in my late teens I kind of started seeing some guys and I was like I'm actually really into you so maybe it's not that I'm a lesbian and it's not that I hate men maybe it's just I like a particular type of man Mm. so then I said I was bisexual and then when I started kind of like, mm-hmm. maybe not dressing, the whole time when I was younger, I used to dress very boyish. So people mm-hmm. always used to misgender me. And then I thought about potentially like, maybe I'm trans. Maybe what I actually want to do is transition. Uh-huh. And I was like, so I was really toying in that community. Like, what am I really? But as time went on and I dated people and I was getting older and I was like more and more becoming confident in who I am and what I like, I realised that I don't want to be trans. That's not for me. Uh-huh. Um, but I do like dressing in men's clothing. Uh-huh. And then um, dressing in men's clothing... And that was as far as it went. I wasn't big into makeup until I was like in my 20s. Uh-huh. So I was like, actually, you know what? I'm actually all right the way I am. I'm just, I'm just not conforming to what society says is normal. Yeah. As opposed to uh-huh. trying to change. And I think this is where like black parents in particular if they could just get out of the mindset that this isn't um, like, you know, this isn't bad. Those are conversations I could have probably had with my parents if they weren't in that way of thinking that that being gay is a bad thing. And maybe I would have figured out a lot earlier what I was into, but it took heartbreaks and dating the wrong people and the right people and going through phases to figure out who I was and what I am. And there was born L. Mm. I hear you. I think within um, black communities, whether it's African or West Indian, it is pretty much the same. Like a lot of families are unaccepting. I won't lie. Like I've got a lot of family members that are very unaccepting. Mm. But then I've got family members who are. But I think it's time that, you know, a lot of people need to start educating themselves because people, it's not the way it used to be. No, people aren't willing to suppress it anymore. Exactly. And like the thing is, the funny thing is, I didn't actually like really come out to my parents. Mm. I just kind of like went through a phase where I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. And I'm blessed and lucky enough to live in a country where you can't kill me for that. Yeah. So I'm going to just live my life. And, you know, I remember the day my mom asked me, 
um, are you a lesbian or do you just hate men? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I said, I love men. She was like, so why am I hearing that you're sleeping with women? I was like, because I love women. And I think because I was so calm and so confident in who I was at that point, she just kind of looked at me. We didn't speak for like two years. She was like, you can't be in my house, blah, blah, blah. At that time, I was already like living out of the home. So she was like, you can't be welcome here. Your woman isn't welcome here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, come, like, I'm going to still do me. You telling me I can't come here isn't going to change that. I mean, I could promise you that I will definitely get with a man, but I actually can't promise you that. I think with, with like, I guess with parents and stuff, it's hard, it's kind of a hard pill for them to swallow. Yeah. In their head, they had you, you know, marrying a man, having yeah. children with a man, this, you know, 2.4 children lifestyle. And because you're not conforming to that, it's alien to them. They yeah. don't understand. But again, it's bit, after all, it then becomes your ignorant to understanding. Yeah. And accepting. I mean, me personally, as um, as a heterosexual woman, or um, I don't know what you, what the actual pronoun for me would even be, but um, she I, and her, she and me, okay, she and her. So she okay, and me. She and I'm getting okay. I wanna I wanna work on this. Okay, I'm gonna work on this because I'm not. Do you know what? Because I really don't wanna offend someone. Because I know Sam Sam Smith was very offended when someone called um them him, and he was and and they were like no yeah and there are people like that there are people who are not too pushed on the pronouns like me i'm not too pushed on pronouns um Mm. but i do like to be called by the name that i tell you to call me if i tell you to call me l then i appreciate you calling me l don't start calling my full name and adding all the ones that, you know, they give you in Africa because African parents like to be naming you after villages and all sorts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like you asked for L, but then they gave you the village. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Why?" laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with you. But when I tell people Mose Isi, Mose is not actually a name. Mm. So Mose in my native language, which is Bini, means beautiful. And Isi is short for Isi Meme, which is a child that brings gifts from abroad. Because I was the first child to be born outside of Africa. Okay. So I shorten it to Isi. And I don't mind people calling me that either because I'm, I'm used to that. So the reason I call myself beautiful Isi is because I genuinely believe I'm beautiful. Like, you might yes. not agree, but that's really not my problem. <laughs> like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, God took his time, you know. No, but that's how you have to be yourself. And you know what? I'm glad that you be yourself like that because, listen, so many people don't see themselves as beautiful. So I know, and it's so sad. Be proud and run with it. And I like the name. I think it's good. It has meaning. Yeah. That is the one good thing about African names is that they do have very powerful meanings and yeah. certain names when you when you tell people those name that name, they're like, Yeah, I can definitely 
see that in you. Like you're definitely embodying what that name means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for African parents, they really need to like just but a lot of them are ignorant. Yeah. Black parents do just need to like stop being ignorant. And to be honest, it's not just black parents. I mean, if we look at the whole BAME community, mm-hmm. the queer community within the BAME community really do suffer because yeah. the, their parents or their families believe that they have to be in a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And if they're not in that type of way, then, you know, they're problematic and, you know, they need to be ostracized from the family and all this. And I'm like, you're trying to ostracize me, but your boy's like selling cocaine on the street. Like, I'm pretty sure if somebody's going to go to jail, it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's how like, I explained it to though. my mom. You do see that in some families that they're literally willing to extradite, murder that family member, but they're quite happily having family members that are, you know, molesting and raping exactly. other family members and they're willing to cover that over the carpet, like, you know, cover it over just like a bit of carpet. Yeah. Me, I don't know. Me, as, as again, as I was, the point I was literally going to say was, as, I guess, a straight person who may potentially have kids that could be gay or across the LGBT community, um, you really can't be like that. You just yeah. cannot. Like, you really can't be that way. And I would never kick my child out. If, yeah. if they told me that, mom, this is who I am, this is what I want to be. And of course, obviously, you're going to be a bit like, okay, but... I could never throw my child out. Yeah. This is it. Like, some of them literally forget that they held you in their room for nine months. Exactly. That connection there is is unbreakable. I mean, you know, the what the most that I I'm not gonna lie, if my child had been a rapist or something, I mean I'm a I'ma whoop your ass, then I'ma call the police. Yeah. And then I'ma whoop your ass some more. <laughs> <laughs> because I never brought you up to be like that. So exactly. But if it's such a thing as you just choosing how you want to live your life and if it is with someone who's the same sex as you, then so fucking be it. Exactly. And like, what they don't understand is like, because I remember in my very first episode, this woman is like, what is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) She's literally having the time of her life. (laughs) You can literally just head a book. Exactly. (laughs) That is home movement going on in there. (laughs) Um, I've lost my thrill of thought now. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, we were talking about um, parents accepting their child as LGBT and just understanding and wanting to understand and willing to. Yeah. I've forgotten what I was going to say, so don't. Is why it. It'll probably come back. <laughs> It'll probably come be, back. Okay, what I said to you was... Um, I could never put my child outside um, 
if they had told me how they wanted to spend their life and if it was with someone who's the same sex as them or if they wanted to change their sex, if they wanted to, you know, all of that. Thank you. What I was going to say then was that what a lot of people don't understand that it's not a choice. I cannot... The thing is, what I tell people is put it into perspective, yeah? If you're living, say, in a country in the West Indies or Africa where being gay is punishable by death, if it was a choice... society. Exactly. Period. (laughs) Exactly. Who's trying to be dying? Like, you know, I'm not Jesus. I'm not here to be dying for everybody's sins. Like, I'm literally gonna be doing whatever society says is normal to stay alive but the fact that people are willing to come out even in those dangerous situations tells you that it's not a choice this is who I am and I cannot hide it and also it's not fair to whoever they get with like if I was a full-blown lesbian me marrying a man is selfish because he's not going to get what he wants. No. I'm not going to get what I want. And that marriage is completely broken before it even started. And then you... him, but more importantly, you're selfish to yourself. Exactly. Because you're all the while going to be thinking of women while exactly. you're with him. Exactly. And... <coughs> Excuse me, that can like raise problems within the man because he could let me thinking, I'm not enough. Exactly. Whereas actually, it's nothing to do with him. No, and all because it's just you're suppressing how you're feeling because of society. I mean, in third world countries, I'm glad that now laws are getting better with murdering and taking lives. You know, I was watching documentaries. You know, who do a lot of documentaries on that BBC Three? Yeah. And I was watching one, and um. It was literally about um, trans trans people literally trying to get out of... I think they were in Kenya. Yes. And they were trying to get out. And, you know, my poor sis, like... Sis was just like, look, I want to... I'm a woman, okay? I don't even want to be a woman. I'm a woman. And I can't be a woman here. I can't be myself. And, you know, if you looked at her... I was just like, you could just see in her eyes that she just wanted to just be free. Exactly. Like, she just wanted to be herself, wear what she wanted to wear, because, and that's the next thing, she had to move into, like, a hostel house thing in the middle of nowhere where they're in poverty, just so they're not, so they can wear, wear, wear their clothes, be who they want to be, and be who they are. Exactly. Freely. So, but I really hope there will be a change. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't see it coming very quickly because the way that Christianity has been built into people, it's like I wouldn't say just Christianity. Just the way society has been built into people to not accept other people. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and you know what? I actually disagree. I think there is a change coming. I think we're our generation Mm. and below that, we're Mm -hmm. far more accepting. But there was a day my sister, who's Mm -hmm. 15, turned around and we were talking about, you know, 
um, genders and stuff. And I said, do you know anybody who is transgender? And she goes, yeah, my best friend is transgender, um, female to male. And I said, oh, what did you do when they told you? And she goes, ask them if they wanted fish and chips for dinner. She was like, what, how is that my problem? I'm hungry. Do you know, to her, it was just like, whatever. Like, if you, if that's what makes you happy, then come. That's my friend, period. But that's me as a person. If you're my friend, you're my friend. I don't care who you are. You could be a frog. If you're my friend, you're my friend. If you want to identify as a squirrel for the rest of your life and you're my friend, cool. Well, that's my squirrel friend. Don't judge them. Exactly. Like, at this, I think life is so short to be judging others because nobody, no, like everyone, listen, life, just do your thing, man. Life is so damn short. And, you know, the way it's just taken from people, if anything can teach you anything, COVID, let yes. that be a lesson. Exactly. You know, I think living your truth. I completely agree with you. And, one of my aunties used to always say, mm-hmm. whenever you point your finger at somebody, just remember three other people are pointing their finger at you. Tell them, auntie. Facts. Do you know what Facts. I mean? It's like, so think before you say, somebody knocking on the door. Bare noise is happening, you know, in this apartment. <laughs> I think it's my food. I got fish and chips because it's Friday. But then I got like a million other things as well because I'm just a hungry bastard. (laughs) Clara, I actually can't even concentrate with you. It's a big bug, you know, for one person. I got like loads of sausages. I'm just a hungry motherfucker. And this is the other thing, like, one thing I also love in the queer community is we don't always discriminate. We don't always discriminate against body size. Not all the time. Most of the people within the queer community do not discriminate on body size. We're just like, we love who we love and, you know, it is what it is. But do you know what it is as well? Because I guess being being so judged all the time, how can you judge another? Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people that do it. Of course. um, And they will judge, and I've been with those people. And they will, you know, I've I've had people tell me when I'm getting dressed in the morning, or you should really. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to anybody listening, but we've got sound effects happening tonight. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know what song she's listening to. Just singing random bits of the song. Oh my gosh. Having <laughs> a good time. She is. But um yeah, I've been with people who are like, I'm getting dressed in the morning, they're like, Oh, I really think you should start going to the gym. 
let me tell you, them type of people, you don't see me again. Yeah, like, I'm, I won't so. even tell you that we've broken up. You just will not be able to contact me. <laughs> the next time you see me, I'm hanging with somebody else. And they're like, you're my partner. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not if you're coming with that kind of energy. Exactly. You can't, you can't be telling me you need to go and lose weight. If I want to lose weight, I'll lose weight by myself. I'm not blind. I can see. So there's people who do that. I've got no time for them. But what they don't understand is if you keep doing it, over time that person starts to believe that they have a problem and they take that baggage into other relationships. Yeah, definitely. I think... Do you know what? Across the board, you are going to get people who are sizes. They're fatphobic. They have a problem with fat people. I think the problem with, I guess, my side of life is they they don't admit that they like bigger women. Like a lot of the men like to lie. Yeah, a lot of it is secret fucking, but it's never anything public. Like I can't go out to dinner with you. Yeah, but you know I can come to your house after you've taken someone else out for dinner. Yeah. Mm. which isn't my want from life but like I'm just laughing Chips you need to see my plate my plate's not big enough the fat life but I like that though Mm. you get food and it's more than what you thought it would be Mm. that's good I do I love that and then like if you don't if you're not um if you're full, you can leave the rest for the next day. I do that with Chinese all the time. I always over-order. Mm. And then um, just have food, like, the next day. But people that be eating Chinese rice cold, that needs to be abolished. I'm not trying they to accept that. <laughs> they don't, listen, they don't fear God, you know. They don't. don't know. You when I used to work... fear God. Exactly. Like... When I was working with uh, some people one day, I'd cooked rice and I was like having my lunch. So I put the rice in the microwave and they were like, are you really going to eat that rice after you heat it up? I was like, obviously, I've brought it in for my lunch. And they were like, you can't eat rice cooked. You can't reheat it once you've cooked it. And I said, where is this myth from? Where did you learn that? Because <laughs> I never learned that in my comics. Depending on what it is, you know, like if it's like a big pot of rice or something, I'm not gonna lie. After two days, that if I if I still haven't finished it, it's going in the freezer. Yeah, but more time we're eating this for two days, two to three days. Exactly, and you're telling me I'm gonna be eating cold rice after the first day. What kind of madness? (laughs) That's not for me. (laughs) They really are, you know. They've got money. You have to. Because the way you're just dashing food for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Or they be eating pizza cold and I'm just like, nah. (laughs) I remember in uni, we'd like do shopping in our hometown and then like we'd come to obviously where we live. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, I can't believe you bought chicken 
in your hometown because it's it's not frozen, so it's gonna be disgusting. You can't cook it, and I'm like, what? Like I've literally only been on a bus for like forty minutes. Like I'm I'm eating the chicken. I'm not throwing it in the bin. We season it and then we cook it. So exactly. any sort of jams is gone. <laughs> exactly. It's because they don't put no season. Do you ever see them when they're cooking on TV and they're just popping chicken from the packet into the oven? I'm just like... Oh, Lord. The chicken looks raw. <clears throat> and then it's in for 20 minutes and it's pink inside. I'm like, you're going to die. Listen. And then God's going to ask you, do you think what you did was smart? <laughs> they have to answer, you know. <laughs> this was I not know, your time. I know it wasn't smart. <laughs> this was not your time, and you've come here to provoke me. Prematurely. It's mad. But I love food. <laughs> We were having this conversation, me and my friend just now, mm-hmm. and we were saying we're not really too keen on Indian food. Uh, see, I love some Indian food, but then being from Trinidad, it's like we eat a lot of curry. Yeah, like that, that's true. <laughs> that's so. Very Indian infused food, so you're the first black person that's told me they like Indian food. I mean, I eat curry like it's nothing, you know, but the curry <laughs> that we make is like, whilst okay, so Indian people make like chicken curry, but we would make curry chicken, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I mean, same kind of similar, similar spices are used, even, but. The way the curry looks is different as well. Like Indian curries don't tend to leave the bone in, whilst we do. That's true. And the thing is, I do eat West Indies food. Mm. Like I will happily go to a Caribbean restaurant and have curry goat. That is good. I I love me some curry goat. Honestly, it's banging. <laughs> No, Claire. you got me excited for food that I'm not even eating right now. <laughs> Full disclosure, people. Clara just burped so loud. I'm pretty sure the sound picked it up. <laughs> I actually didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I heard the sorry. I heard the sorry. But <laughs> honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're enjoying your food. <laughs> she's not even eating. She's eating already. When I was coming, she was like, I'm not really a good cook, but I can get some chicken and cook it for you before you get here. And I said, please. Aww. I love food. I'm not trying to die of salmonella for no reason. Corona is in the air. I'm not trying to get nothing else. I hear you. But it was a lovely gesture, and now I've had my 
chips and fish and sausage. The sausages look like dick. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I had one of those. Uh, Same. Man. Not since you Man. know, you know. It's been a while since I've had anything. Pardon? It's been a while since I've had anything. Do you know what? Same. It's been it's been about two months now. Yeah, I'm the same. But I can't lie, I have been masturbating and it's been great. See, I mean it's alright, but then after a while, like I crave human touch. I like the feel of somebody else. Yeah. So I mean it does it does what it needs to do. But I don't know. I like the whole the affection, the you know, the getting excited because that's what gets me wet, like talking to someone else about, you know. Yeah. You know? And gets me excited. So can I ask you, as a heterosexual cisgendered woman? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> how many times has a man made you come? Because you you lot stats ain't looking too good, I can't lie. Do you know what? <clears throat> when I wasn't sleeping with people that was that had my um I guess my coming abilities at heart. <laughs> it definitely was I would never really come like um they they would always come but after they come it's like oh, okay we're done now and then I won't lie to you there's been times where I've had to finish myself off and I've done it right in front of them I've done it to show them that you should feel so ashamed of your fucking self <laughs> I've had to make myself come. <laughs> so I'm dying. You want to make it? <laughs> Are you okay, Dad? <laughs> this sausage went down the wrong pipe. Oh my god! <laughs> you said I had, you have to make yourself come sometimes, and the sausage just went. Whoop. <laughs> You know what that was? That was distant memories. <laughs> Even the sausage was surprised, like, what? <laughs> like, you have to make yourself come? Yeah. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how you straight women do it. Because. To be honest, then I started, like, sleeping with guys who was more interested in how when I would come and how I came mm. and it has gotten a lot better like the last person I had sex with they they made sure that I came like that's what they came to do and yes. they did that but you can kind of tell when they're not a selfish kind of lover like when they're about you when it even comes to the foreplay, you're getting the head first. Like, yeah. they lay you down to eat you first. They're not even trying to get head first. So When a man does that, I'm like, okay, we're going to be doing some self-snatching tonight. This is it. That makes me want to give you the best head of your life. Because exactly. You've, you've thought about me that much. And 
I know it seems basic, but it's like, <laughs> nah, with people in this world, they're really, a lot of men in this world even, they're not even <laughs> caring if you come. They don't care if you even wet. There's guys that have gone to have sex with me, oh, and I've been dry. I'm like Sahara Desert. <laughs> Honestly, I'm Sahara Desert, and all because they want to come, they're pushing yeah. it, like, forcing the thing, and it's just like, Nah, nah, you can't be forcing nothing nowhere with me. I will tell you to get the fuck. I'm rude. I'm rude. I can't even lie. Where are you going with your dick? Where are you going, mate? I think you're getting, you're trying to get on the wrong bus. (laughs) I've I've definitely been with guys who care about themselves first. But I think because I started sleeping with women first, Uh I kind of knew what I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I started sleeping with guys, I was like, my brother, we're we're not just doing penetration. You need to go down and lick the plates. Okay? We need to have some fingering action. What's up, like... I feel like people don't know how to have sex. And I'm thinking, all this porn in the world... Yeah, like, what are you are watching? <laughs> like, I swear they'd be watching anime, you know? Huh? I swear they'd be watching anime porn or something, like, because it's not making sense to me. You're watching no porn all the time. And you don't even know how to do basic stuff. But then... Do you know what? I feel like a lot of these guys then go for plus-size women. Yeah. And I just think it's because they know that a lot of plus-size women don't have the confidence in themselves. Yeah. Obviously, they have to test the waters, but predominantly, a lot of us were already kind of like, okay, we, we don't want to upset him. We don't want him to leave. That kind of energy. So yeah, we're, we're feeding their their egos by not being honest. Yeah. Because I definitely was that person. Like, that guy that basically treated me like shit. I don't, I don't think I ever actually came with him. I've never, I never come. He didn't eat any pussy, but then, like, out once. Wait, is this the two and a half years guy? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know, My sister, I you know. went, you did I full, know. like, you know juvie. <laughs> I went to, I went on holiday and I kind of was still with him at that point. And then, you know what? Listen, I just got the best head of my life. I said, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> this man wants to eat me on the veranda. I'm going to get eaten on the veranda today. <laughs> so. Exactly. Like, I can't I can't do it with anymore. That's why I said I'm not it's not a compromising <laughs> thing. Like you have to give head if you want to have sex with me. Period. Same. There's Same. But no... then in the lesbian community, you do have women who are pillow princess and they want to receive and not give. Okay, so that would be me then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a pillow princess. I've been, I've been pillow princess and I have been the other way around and I don't like either 
I've come to realise I don't like being the only one to give. And I don't like being the only one to receive. I like it when we're both taking turns and then you can come together. Mm. When you come together, that's like a magical moment. I think so. I swear that's how a lot of lesbians end up getting married. They're like, fuck it. This is it. We're getting married. <laughs> We've come together. That, that's it. That you really like and that you're really into be like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's nice. It's a nice feeling. It is. 100%. And people that don't do it scare the fuck out of me. Or you know what? I gotta call out my black brothers and sisters, yeah, especially the African ones. They do not know foreplay. A lot of them, they will just come into the room, take all their clothes off, and be like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "What? <laughs> I'm not a joke. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're not here to hurt cheap, bro." <laughs> And they're like, are we having sex tonight? I'm like, you just killing the mood. That is I've actually been in positions. Excuse me again. Excuse me. <laughs> oh my god. I need to Clara's just having a good time. <laughs> but um yeah, I've been with like a guy where I've literally had to tell him to stop talking during sex. I was like, because he was just talking absolute mm-hmm. nonsense. Like, you know, people trying to do sex talk and it was by far the worst sex talk I've ever heard in my life. It was so random. Like, he, we were both into politics because <coughs> that was one of my subjects that I studied in uni. What? And he was like, yeah, me and you, we could be the next T-shirt. And and I was like, bruv, this is not sexy. Like, Tishuk means prime minister in English. Oh. Like, he's like, yeah, me and you, we can... Like, he's, like, calling out the <laughs> political parties in Ireland. Like, yeah, Fina 4, we're going to have them unlocked. I was like, this is, this is not sexy. Yeah, you see, I don't understand. In in sex, I want you to tell me how how my ass is fat, how my pussy's tight, how wet yeah. it is. Like I want to hear all of that. I want to hear you moan. I want to hear you groaning. I want to hear noise. Like not not that. About, the fuck are you telling me about president for? I, I don't care about that. Like <laughs> honestly, like, nigga, I want to come. Like. No. Exactly. I'm I even go one step further. I want you to call me nasty words. Call me a hoe. Call you know what, like, sometimes these guys get a little bit too comfortable with that, you know. That's why I don't like them saying that. Like mm-mm. But I get what you mean when they're like you're so nasty. Like, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. add, like, give me the nasty talk, but you know, you know, you know, yes. it's not like that. Yeah, I'm not like your cheap phone that you pick up from the side of the road, but you know, I can own it for the night. But, <laughs> but I do think women have good sex talk. <laughs> I'm 
really sorry to people listening to this episode because I'm just laughing. There's full on auto tunes going on in the background. I mean, I've been hearing everything from wardrobe being moved. Kara's now agreeing with me that women have good sex talk. Do you know what? Yeah, women do. We do have better sex talk than men. I yeah. feel like men, you have to like teach them how you want to them to talk to you. One hundred percent. Like, there's a guy right now that's trying to talk to me, but I'm just not letting him get no play. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's because he's doing too much. Yeah, he's doing too much, and to me, like, it becomes unattractive now. Yes, there's a place and time for everything, and some of these guys be getting so excited without oh. life. Listen, I made a joke and I said to the guy, I have an OnlyFans. This this person's now made a whole Twitter account to pre my like the Kerb Boudoir account to <laughs> see if my I guess my burner is mm. there. It's just like it's just weird. It's weird. It's so <laughs> bloody weird. But I think anyway, that person. Like they have a fetish because yeah. they've never had sex with a plus size woman before, but they're obsessed with it. That's the porn that they watch, but then, well, that's what they said they watch to me. That's their favorite kind of porn. And yeah. I always say, people who watch plus size, like BBW porn, you clearly like fat women. You do. Yeah. You have to because you wouldn't watch something like that to get off to for the sake of it, would you? So. Exactly there must be some sort of attraction you have but nah like I can't explain even the women he posts they're all light skin slim women <coughs> they're not darker or even if they were lighter skin they're not big they're all yeah. slim so it's just led me to think this man has a fetish and I really don't want to give him no pussy I just don't want to because of that See, I would like completely delete that person because you're not even comfortable posting women that look remotely like me. So you can't be having my pussy until you sort out what's going on in your head. It's not, it's not going to happen. Well, to be honest, I feel like at this point, yeah, he's kind of realizing that now. Mm. I think he's. Um, He's realised that it's not going to happen like that. And I keep posting stuff that kind of raises awareness of plus-size women and how we should be treated and stuff. And he watches it. Yeah. So, I don't know if he's reading it proper, but I, I think he is because of the way that he is as a person. Like, he's very... Um, like, that he will read it, if you get what I mean. Yeah. He pays attention, but um, in terms of my comment with the original question, honestly, um, I'd say sixty percent now I've come, but forty percent why I haven't. Gosh, that's even too big for me. I know, but you know what? Like my, I don't want to say my sex game, but like my. Um, 
I don't, I'm not even exploring. It's more of a thing where I'm choosing partners. Yeah. Before it was like who was coming to me, but now I'm like, wait, I know I can now have a choice because, yeah, again, a lot of plus size women, we don't think we have a choice. Exactly. So, coming from a place where I didn't think I could have a choice in the men that I could sleep with, um, I'm now realizing obviously I do. So, I'm like, well, okay, so you're not it, I don't want you, I'm good now. So the partners that I'm choosing now are ones that I know that are here for me as well. Like, they're attracted to all of me. Like, they actually are. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's easy for me to fish out this guy now. Because had this been a couple of years ago, I or even before that, I probably would have actually slept with him because I would have taken what he said for gospel. But I just see through it all now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't have time for that. No way. I want receipts. I need to know what you're playing with. And then some guys cannot eat pussy. Like, that place that we met, Uh I told somebody, get down. I swear to God, yeah. I was being eaten, like, the only way I can describe it is, like, you know when they show you Africa and they show you, like, a really busy like express road uh-huh. and cars are just going everywhere nobody knows where they're going like cars are just turning like that's what this man was doing like he was lost i said brother you need to you need to get out <laughs> i'm not trying to have my clitoris chopped off now i'm not trying to be having fgm at my big age Honestly, he really point, thought he was doing the most. I a lot of men cannot eat pussy good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the ones I've been eating, man, recently they've been eating it very well. So you know, what? applaud. <laughs> well done. But there's been a few where I'm just like, you know what? It's all right, you know. <laughs> there's no rhythm like do you know what yeah there was a guy that was giving me head and he doesn't like to put his fingers in mm. and he probably got angry at me because I asked him to but I was like but your fingers are long like twiglets they'd be really good for this so like <laughs> you should put them <laughs> he was so mad at me he was like don't tell me what to do don't tell me how to eat a pussy I was just like um it's mine so <laughs> In it, I was like, but but wait, I know how I'm gonna cause a tsunami on your face. Let me guide you. Yeah, getting all aggressive and shit. Like the fuck. So, but even him, he's got issues anyway. I think he's got a fetish also. But um, he's the kind of person that I just it was just really just fucking because how I met him anyway. He just told me that his face was a chair for me. So. And that's exactly how I use him. That's. I have a question for you. Have you ever pegged someone? Yes. A man? Yes. What? I really enjoy it. That is a bus. 
I have. I like to dominate men in that way if they're comfortable with it. And um, how it actually happened was so random because I ended up having a foursome with my best friend and these two guys that we met and um, one said he was into pegging. So I said, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I did it, and he enjoyed it. And then the other guy pegged him as well. Wow. It was, yeah, it was a, a wild night. My uni days, I had a good time. Like, I'm definitely going to be answering questions on Judgment Day about my uni days. Babe, my uni days was more hood. I just went through the ghetto. And that was really it, really. But that shit didn't happen. <laughs> Do you know what the wickedest thing? Yeah, I more escaped a rape situation. Well, one of them I escaped, but this one I escaped. And I was just like, nah, like these guys got us. They had a bottle of grey and they were telling us to take shots. But every time when they were taking shots, they would turn off the light, but they were throwing the drink into the sink. Yeah. So by the sixth shot, yeah, I'm like, I'm getting drunk, but I'm like, hold on, they're not drinking. And yeah. I'm like, I've called it and I flashed my phone, like, you're not drinking. Da, 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 da. And I like tell him to shut up and da, da, da. and then and one of the girl goes to have sex with them. But I was like, they were all on some rapey ass vibes. Oh no, I can't be dealing with that. Honestly. I think uni, you do unfortunately meet people like that. I've escaped a good few rape um potential rape situations and also a lot of girls don't know when something is rape which I think is a whole different episode for another day because there did you watch um I May Destroy You no I haven't honestly watch that um what's the girl's name that made that Matea Michaela the girl who did chewing gum Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michaela yeah. Pearl. Yeah. Watch that. Honestly, she depicts, like, so many different types of scenario. And it's so good. It's so, so good. And I think a lot of people were actually starting to have that conversation, like, wow, I've potentially been in that situation or I've let somebody get away with something that is actually illegal. Exactly. I think one of the biggest one is stealth. Yeah. One of the biggest one is stealth. A lot of people do not know stealth is rape. Yeah. But that is a whole different topic for a whole different day. Exactly. We ain't going to get into that tonight. But tell us what you've learned from your lessons. Understanding more the pronouns and the spectrum of what the LGBT community actually stands for. The LGBTQ plus. Um, Here we go. But what it actually stands for, and it's nice to be in a different space. Yeah, you're not normally in. Yeah, I mean, I've got friends that are gay, um, more gay and lesbian, and a couple of bi friends. But when we're all together we don't really i can't really explain it but the most that i've gone into their world is going to that black gay pride yeah and obviously if there's anything that they want me to like read up 
or watch, I'll watch it, you know? Yeah. But I don't really get the bigger insight. But I see what they're saying with the tweets and when they're posting stuff. Like, I, I read and I take in what they're saying because, obviously, this is coming from a world that I don't understand. Yeah. Because I'm not in it. So, yeah, I just... Yeah, I just always want to wise up. And as I said, like, I'm in, I'm, I, I'm straight and I could have children and one of them could be gay or belong into the spectrum. Yeah. And if I have some sort of understanding, that means that I have a way to guide them, you know? Exactly. And, you know, point them to the right places because being in the spectrum, it can be dangerous if you're not around the right people. Exactly. So... If I have a better understanding of what kind of spaces that they should go into, I'll be like, you know what, darling, this is, I think this is where you could go and you'll find people who were genuinely going to be there for you and support you, you know? So, 100%. I love that. I think I could be a teacher, just saying, because you you've could, learned a you lot. You could, you could. You could definitely be a teacher. Like, teaching more about, especially with the LGBTQ plus spectrum, it's a lot deeper. Yeah. And my thoughts were already open, as I said to you before. I'm a person, if you was my child and you said, listen, mom, I'm gay, I'm not going to kill you. I can never do that. I'm never going to turn you away. I'm just going to have to embrace. And I'm going to embrace. And just accept my child for who they are because at the end of the day, they came for me. Exactly. Well, that's amazing. I'm going to end it there. Clara has now calmed down. (laughs) She's partied herself to exhaustion. My Southampton Bay, I call her. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, But before we go, um, to anyone who, like, wants to talk about, you know, being in the LGBTQIA plus community, get in touch. You guys already know where to find me. It's a BAMES Life podcast on all socials. Um, And also it's a BAMES Life um, on at gmail.com. I'm forgetting my own email address that I check every day. But, yeah, just message me, you know, we we can talk about it, even if it's not, you don't want to come on the podcast, you just want to have a private conversation, because it is something that I'm incredibly passionate about, because I do come from, you know, a background where my family is pretty 50-50 on what their thoughts are on it, and every day I'm educating both sides, Mm. every day, and you know, two years down the line, my mom and I have a much better relationship. Um, and she, I wouldn't say she's all for it, but she gets it. She's not trying to be weird about who I'm seeing. Sometimes she do be looking. And like, I don't think that one's your type. I'm like, what are you, like, stop looking at my phone. Let me decide. Or she's telling me, you're just chasing Yash now. You just like this one because she has a big bum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what in a way that's her kind of opening up exactly and, you know getting used to the fact that you know what this is my daughter and this is how she wants to live her life and this is who she is yeah so I can't you know 
So in a way, it's positive. But what I want to say is thank you for having me. No worries. And tell people where they can find you because you are doing bits. Oh, thank you, my love. Thank you. <laughs> and so are you. This is amazing, honestly. I've, this is my first time actually hopping on someone else's podcast. So I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> um, you guys can find me at The Curve Boudoir on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, again, you can email me at thecurveboudoir.gmail.com if you ever want to email me about anything, inquire about who we are, whatever. Um, yeah, get follow us, get to know us, and we'll definitely be on the Bane's Life podcast again. Because 100%. Just inviting myself over. Oh, I'm sorry. You're invited anytime, honestly. I tell people this all the time. If you want to come on, holler at me and we'll make it happen. I really, I do not discriminate as long as you are at least an ally. I ain't trying to be having nobody trying to convince me or my people why being gay is wrong. You need to create your own platform. And to be honest, we'll probably shut it down. Listen, I can't stress it enough. But in 2020, this live your life in your truth. Fuck whatever people are thinking. And I ain't really trying to come onto a platform that's so positive to speak so so much negativity. That don't run. Exactly. Thank you so much. And I will be on the Curve Boudoir very soon. So you guys need to watch out for that. There's going to be loads of collabs with me and you. We already know. So we've already made notes of what we're going to be doing. So this is going to be cool. But um, yeah, I can't wait. Thank you for coming. Thanks to everybody for listening. Um, Like I said, you know where to find us. But you also didn't tell these people where they can find you for your makeup because you're like a proper MUA. Guys, let me just tell myself one time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Elle. Um, You guys can also find me at Sugar Wash Beauty UK for any makeup inquiries, literally every and anything. Just guide me, whether it's skincare, just have a look at my pictures. And yeah, I will see you there, guys. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thanks, everybody. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>